Hello there friends, this is Spencer Michaud, and today I would like to do a short video about the transits of Venus through the first decan of Capricorn. Now if you would like to understand Capricorn 1 in more depth, I have a video that I will link to this video, so there will be a link in the description and at the end of the video if you want to understand all the ins and outs of Capricorn 1. But let's take a look at what we're looking at here. I'm going to share my screen and we will look at it together. So Capricorn 1, we are going to see Venus moving through the first decan of Capricorn from 1041 on January the 8th in the morning uh, to the 16th of January at 10.07 a.m. Uh, Venus is gonna be moving throughout the entire sign of Capricorn up until February 1st when it leaves and ingresses into Aquarius. But we're just going to be talking about the first 10 degrees here because I'm liking to break it up into little sections so we can kind of get the vibe of it and see what transits the planet is going to be making, what condition it's in, and, and have it be a little bit more digestible over time. Now, the first thing I would like to say is let's talk about the condition of Venus. So Venus is going to be in Saturn's house in the tropical sign of Capricorn. And this is something where we are experiencing Venus uh, in, the, in its own triplicity. So it does have some dignity as the triplicity ruler of the earth signs by day. It will also be on the terms of Mercury from zero to seven degrees of Capricorn. And then on the terms of Jupiter from seven to 14 degrees Capricorn. Now this face that it's in is ruled by Jupiter and Saturn uh, respectively in the Chaldean and the, and the descending uh, descending Chaldean order and then the triplicity method. Um, Venus is going to be co-present with the sun and Saturn in Capricorn and making a trine, an overcoming trine to Mars and Uranus. Um, we're going to see two aspects in particular that we'll break down in depth. One is a trine from Venus to Mars on the 9th of January, and then a trine from Venus to Uranus on the 13th of January. Mar uh, Venus will hit one fixed star that we, we examine in, in the constellation of Sagittarius, but in the tropical area of Capricorn 1, and that is at 8 degrees of Capricorn, a fixed star called Fasces, which is the, the eyes of the archer. So we'll take a look at that as well. All right, so what are we looking at with Venus in this particular area of the zodiac? Well, like we mentioned, Venus is in, in Saturn's house now. Um, we are trying to harmonize some of the hierarchical structures of our life with Venus and Capricorn. Um, the host right now of Venus is, is going to be Saturn and Aquarius. And Saturn and Aquarius are doing, uh, is in Aquarius is doing a dance with Jupiter right now. We just had the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the very early degrees of Aquarius. And both of those planets are making an overcoming square to Mars. So there is some themes of a, a brand new paradigm and the challenges that that will, um, th that will bring. And we've seen that play out over the course of this past week with the, the armed insurrection as some domestic terrorists started storming the Capitol building. Um, quite riveting spectacles, I guess, quite disappointed, uh, quite disgusted by the whole thing, um, and 
really trying to process all of it today. Uh, it's a it's a difficult thing to to be able to really wrap my head around. I guess um, not not super surprising. We've been seeing the lead up to this kind of behavior for many years now, maybe even many decades, but we've seen the ramp ramp up of it for quite some time. Um, we just had Venus moving through the final degrees of Sagittarius, which was something where Venus was trying to harmonize a belief system and, and move towards a goal. And now uh, Venus is going to be in Saturn's house instead of Jupiter's house. And that's a very different vibe. So let's break it down and see what that might bring us. Okay. So this might be an attraction to some kind of new mission. Uh, Capricorn one was a period of time where we were seeing the return of the light. It was the winter solstice period of time. So this is something where we might be trying to uh, receive Venus uh, some new opportunities, some new opportunities to, to decide where we want to plant our, our, our garden where we want to plow our new fields, where we want to create fertility and fecundity in the year ahead. Um, the tarot card associated with this decan is the two of pentacles. And in it, we see a figure that is juggling two different uh, maybe opportunities, has many spinning plates in the air that he's trying to administrate. Uh, there's a lot of ambiguity with this particular decan. And as I said in my uh, overall decan view of Capricorn, um, we need to have some kind of innocence with it where we're not necessarily uh, creating expectations based on the past, where we are processing the past, but we are kind of being open-minded as to what comes next. And Venus is going to be trying to bring us uh, an awareness of the advantages and disadvantages of the different locations of where we may want to build next. All right, so let's take a look at the chart here. So we can see on our chart, if we do one screen here, one, one chart, that on the ninth, Venus is going to be making an overcoming trine to Mars in Taurus. And of course, Mars is hanging out with Uranus. Mars is moving forward towards that conjunction with Uranus on Inauguration Day. Um, things are a little bit unstable right now. There's a lot of anger and energy going around. There's a lot of people that are feeling a little bit uncertain about where we're heading in the future. Uh, and in the past few days, when Mars ingressed into Taurus, Venus was in Sagittarius and was not able to witness her uh, her house guest, I guess we could say, because at this point, Venus is responsible for both Mars and Uranus, I guess we could say, hanging out in her temple of Taurus. And she wasn't really able to provide peace. She wasn't able to provide resources. She wasn't able to provide catharsis, any of those things when she was in Sagittarius because she was in a condition called aversion from her temple. Now, as Venus is moving into Capricorn, there is a direct line, a harmonious line, an overcoming line, which says that Venus is kind of, you know, reestablishing her authority in this, in this position where she's able to provide potentially some more stability uh, to, to the Mars-Uranus conjunction. Now, 
that's a little bit paradoxical because Mars and Uranus is, is basically the antithesis of stability, but at least there will be something that is attempting to bring order and peace and good fortune to the situation now that we have a trine relationship. So what are we thinking about with Venus, trine, Mars? So this could be some, where we're trying to soothe some of that civil unrest that we've been seeing the last week or so, where some of the harmony is beginning to be restored to uh, potentially to our government structures. I know that as I record this video, there's many calls in the United States Congress to invoke something like the 25th Amendment to uh, strip Donald Trump of his power and give it to, to Mike Pence to for at least the next 14 days or 12 days or whatever, however many days we have left here. It seems like an eternity at this point before Joe Biden is inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. So we have this kind of volatile period where we are trying to create some kind of stability um, after, you know, really we've had a bunch of chaos stirred up in the collective. Um, so this is kind of like the interplay between Ares and Aphrodite. Now, I will say that that uh, relationship was an illicit affair in Greek mythology. So it was born of lust. So this is a very lusty uh, trine that we have here. Um, and this is kind of the union of our energy, of our willpower with Mars and some kind of fertile field. So with Mars and Taurus, we may be trying to uh, assert our energy towards creating fecundity and towards fertility. Uh, and now we may be actually finding the right circumstance with Venus moving into Capricorn, bringing us opportunities. Remember, Venus brings us good fortune, maybe not even through any effort of our own. So we may be uh, presented with uh, some kind of new possibility and some kind of outlet for this martial energy. So I like the combination of these two, even though Mars is in its exile and, and really getting stirred up by Uranus, this may bring some, some unexpected new opportunities to start building into plowing the fields of our life and to planting new seeds and really understanding where we're heading next and what actions need to be taken and how we need to become receptive to allow those actions to manifest and allow them to be able to find fertile ground. So that's what we've going, got going on on the ninth with the, the Venus-Mars trine. Um, when we move forward to the 13th, there we go, January the 13th, it's a big day. Uh, not only do we have the Venus trining Uranus aspect, we also have a new moon at 23 degrees of Capricorn conjoining Pluto. So this is going to be a pretty spicy day. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been hearing from various astrologers, including my own teacher, Achutabhava, was talking about the possibility of a death of a solar figure. And that could be a literal death of a solar figure throughout that lunar cycle or a metaphorical death of a solar figure. Um, and I'm not, I don't know exactly how that could play out. Uh, we could be talking about, um, Donald Trump being stripped of his power throughout this cycle and the, the new inauguration. Um, we could be, I, hopefully something doesn't necessarily happen to the new president, Joe Biden. I guess that is a possibility. He would be the next solar figure. Um, but something to keep an eye out for uh, in, in this new cycle that we're looking at. And I'll make another video on the new moon in Capricorn. But let's focus our attention 
on the trine between Venus and Uranus. Now, what happens during Venus-Uranus trines? Well, this is something uh, where, well, first of all, I want to say that Uranus is stationing on this day. So this isn't any normal Venus-Uranus trine. This is one where Uranus is really um, speaking very loudly because it's stationing direct the next day. So it's it's kind of, its energy is becoming focused and ready to move in a different direction. Um, we also have the uh, Saturn-Mars square that is manifesting around the same day. So this may be where we're instituting some new uh, limitations and feeling some new boundaries and really like having to to deal with some new, maybe some new laws, maybe some new, um, you know, structures that we have to live within that may feel limiting to our ability to move forward, maybe some restrictions with our resources. I know one of the things that I've been keeping an eye on with that Saturn Mars square, uh, one of the things I saw coming up in the news was a um, the potential for another polar vortex this year uh, with kind of some of the global warming that's going on, some of the cold Arctic air is staying in positions that it normally wouldn't. And that would be another thing that would maybe limit our, our movement and our, and our freedom uh, would be that some debilitating cold air. So I would keep your eyes out for that with the weather. Uh, but getting back to the Venus-Uranus aspect, this is a, an aspect that represents breakthroughs, rebirth of, of love, eccentric taste, brilliant, colorful artistic expressions. It could be social restlessness. We could be glamorizing Venus, some kind of rebellion or revolution. There could be some unexpected good fortune. Um, Venus was the planet of good fortune. And with it, it making contact with Uranus, potentially there's something that comes up that we didn't necessarily expect that, that we may enjoy. Uh, there maybe there's some new opportunities or some fertile new directions to move within that we have to really weigh the advantages and disadvantages of. And Venus is really going to help us to see some of those advantages of those new opportunities, especially with that trine to Uranus. We may have to do something a little bit differently in our relationships with a Venus Uranus trine. Okay. So this could be like, like, like think about something happens and you're, you're gifted some land unexpectedly or deeded a house or something like that. That could be a, a manifestation like that that could come up. So a new project out of the blue, uh, some maybe some spontaneous affection or some kind of new direction that you can see for your creativity and, and that you want to move in. Um, so that's what we've going, got going on for Venus trining Uranus. Now it is still going to be conjoining Mars. So again, there's, there is some, you know, soothing that is happening with Venus in that overcoming position. So let's move forward to the 14th and look at Fosse's real quick. So we have here, you can see on the 14th through the 15th that Venus is going to be at about eight degrees of Capricorn and associated with the fixed star Fosse's. Now, what I want to do is I want to show you on my star chart real quick here, what we're looking at. Okay, so now we can see, and I'm gonna move forward to the day in question on the 15th. We can see that here's Venus, and Venus is right in the area that's associated with both the bow of Sagittarius 
and the eye of the archer, okay? So because of precession, we are seeing the area known as Capricorn 1 of the tropical zodiac, okay, which is based on the interplay of light and dark over the course of the year, has processed over the sidereal position of Sagittarius, okay? So we do have some themes. I like to have those two zodiacs overlap. And when I'm talking about fixed stars, I believe that that is giving us some extra insight into this particular area of the zodiac. So these are the stars that are rising with Capricorn at this point, with the tropical sign of Capricorn. And that was what the decans were based on, is what fixed stars were rising over the horizon. And you can see this if I go back to the beginning of the day, right? You can see that at, at dawn, Sagittarius is rising, okay? It's, it's what is visible at the horizon, okay? So that's how we're kind of looking at this. So Venus can join Fosses. This could be where we're really having a, uh, you know, some kind of focus issue where we're either focusing too hard on something or potentially ruthless focus where we have blinders. It could be in a, in a relationship. It could be where we're trying to create peace, but through, through ruth, ruthlessness, um, where we are maybe feeling ambitious in a relationship. Maybe we're pressuring someone to make a commitment or something of that nature that could, that could play out in that way. Um, but we have to let go of having our preconceived notions of what we want. We may have some desires that we're really feeling like we have to go for with every inch of our being. But remember, this is a time uh, it, where, you know, Venus is in the bounds of Mercury, where we're not going to get necessarily um, all of the confirmation that we want until it moves into the bounds of Jupiter. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm rethinking this a little bit, because as we move into Fosse's, that is right at the moment when we switch from the bounds of Mercury to Jupiter. So maybe this is the point where you actually do know where you're heading and, and you're able to bring together all of the elements to be able to move forward towards your chosen goal. Now, what I did with this video as well is I've been doing a, an I Ching, an oracle that's associated with uh, some ancient Chinese wisdom and the I Ching that I got for you all today for the Venus's time throughout Capricorn 1, the first 10 degrees, was humility. It was the hexagram number 15, which was called humility or integrity or moderation. And it was moving to hexagram number 52, which is called meditation or stilling or keeping still. So this is something, let's break down number 15 for a minute. Uh, some of the questions I wrote out, and some of these are from, uh, I believe her name is Hillary Bartlett's, yeah, Barrett, Hillary Barrett's um, book um, on the I Ching, which is called Walking Your Path. I have many different interpretations. I have a nice little app on my phone that has all these books all in one app where I can get different interpretations after doing a reading. It's really awesome. But I really enjoy this one by Hillary Barrett that was suggested to me by my astrology teacher. And she has some questions, some focus questions. And they say, what is, uh, what is the simple reality? How might you return to balance? What if it didn't depend all on you? So see, these are some of the questions that we're asking that will help us to have humility, to bring us back into balance. It says, be honest about your capabilities and release arrogance. 
So this is something where we want to act with a, with a calm and a clear intention, um, where we're always within the scope of our own realm of responsibility and not necessarily taking on the weight or the responsibility of others. And that's where we can really get in trouble, where we're overstepping our limits and our boundaries. And that's really important because Venus is now in the sign of Saturn, which is associated with limits and boundaries and understanding sort of our place and, and what really we can control and what we can't. And getting sober, this is a placement of Venus where we're coming to terms with the sober reality of some situations in our life. So the changing line was called, I'll read it out to you. It says, the call of integrity. It says, it's fruitful to use this to mobilize the army and to bring order to the city and the state. That's really interesting because we've had a lot of disorder right now in the city and the state that we've seen in our news cycle. So we need to use our integrity to bring that back into balance. Uh, so this is something where through our humility, through letting go of arrogance, through letting go of our righteousness and our, you know, our desire to fix everything all at once, or, or maybe our desire to fight to say that we, we have the right answer and we have this and we have that, uh, we need to just kind of relax, calm, calm the energy down, lead through example, through our humility and our integrity and through being true to ourselves and through, through our patience. Um, because we really are on the cusp of a, of a big change. And I think if we can just kind of chill out for the next uh, few weeks here, uh, use our, our ability to be um, mature with Venus and Capricorn, I think it'll, it'll leave us in a much better position moving forward. Now, this is moving to the hexagram 52, which is called keeping still. So this, it takes a great effort to keep still. And so some of the questions that Miss Barrett talks about, what if there was nothing that you had to do now? Uh, where if there was nowhere that you had to be, where is your inner point of balance? Okay, so Cap uh, Capricorn is that Saturn ruled sign, but Venus is, is something that is trying to unify. It's trying to unify our Saturnian structures. So we're trying to bring those things back into balance. And sometimes, just like Venus, we don't necessarily have to do anything. We have to allow the process to play out. Remember, Venus was the phosphorescent uh, glowing goddess that emerged from the ocean like that phosphorescent jellyfish. And she was adorned with all the good things in life just by glowing her own inner essence. And I think by being able to get in touch with our inner uh, sobriety, our inner Saturn, our inner mature um, sage, our inner wisdom, uh, we, we may be able to bring about a peaceful, I guess, a peaceful transition, we could say too, to the, the new reality that we're going to be living in moving forward. So again, you don't necessarily have to do anything, but just keeping your mind, keeping your body, keeping your, maybe even your opinions still, that's something that could, could really help. I mean, I know that, you know, I've spoken about some of my own belief systems here in these videos, um, but you know, it's okay to kind of stay off social media a little bit, maybe do some things to help meditate and still your mind. Meditation is a great way to do that. Um, you know, practicing your good self-care, reading a book. I know that I, over the last week, I lost some productivity on Wednesday because I got glued to the, to the, um, the news. I thought, oh, okay, I'll do some news. <laughs> I'll watch. I'm just going to watch the election be certified. It'll be like an hour and it'll be done. And then it, all of that drama just unfolded and I got sucked in and I got, uh, my center got uh, off balance. 
And I, and I lost that whole day of productivity. And, and I've had a lot of friends joke with me, like, are we supposed to be working still during an armed insurrection? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Sad, but hilarious. Um, and I think that that's the other thing. With all of the, the drama and, and stuff that's going on, maybe be gentle with yourself. And, and, and you don't have to be completely productive all the time when everything's going crazy around you. Sometimes just resting, relaxing, and trying to maintain your inner peace is the best that you can do on that day. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to tell myself that too and, and give myself that, that forgiveness for not being able to, to do more on that day when I was witnessing history in, in action. Um, but I will say too, I don't think it's necessary to have to spend eight hours in front of your television every day, because that's, that means that we're letting the, the turning of the wheel of fortune control us rather than being that centered hub and allowing us to just see the, the turnings um, and kind of be of the, in the world, but not of it, right? And I think that that's really important as we move forward with this, this Venus cycle through the first decade of Capricorn is we have to have kind of a little bit of a detachment on some level and try to maintain that inner peace and that inner harmony. All right. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that you're doing well out there. If you want to learn more about Capricorn One, there is a link in the description to this video to my Deccan series, and there should be a link to the video at the end of this particular video. Um, if you want to support the work that I am doing, I have a Venmo at Spencer Michaud and a PayPal Me link where you can do a little donation. If that's how I'm trying to do the work I'm doing right now without creating a paywall or, or anything of that nature at this point in time. Um, please also like and share the video as well. And uh, yeah, let me know about your experience over the course of Venus and Capricorn One. And if you have any planets there and if they're making any contacts and and how are you keeping your inner equilibrium in these extraordinary times? Um, because we're all in this together. And uh, yeah, so I hope that you're doing well. And I will talk to you soon. Peace.